No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. When you think about the history of the National Football League, which is now in its 100th season, it's impossible to consider that history and the breakthroughs that have taken place over the last 10 decades in pro football without taking into consideration the role of the Rooney family. The Roonies have owned the Pittsburgh Steelers, controlled the team for almost 90 years. Dan Rooney, who at one time also, of course, ran the team, died two years ago. And a new book by his son, Jim, tells the story of his life and his legacy. It's titled A Different Way to Win, Dan Rooney's Story from the Super Bowl to the Rooney Rule. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. Jeremy, it's great to be on with you. Thank you. Jim, when you think about the scope of your dad's life, all the things he achieved, uh, not only in football, of course, he was also the United States ambassador to Ireland under President Obama. What are the things that that first pop into your head? Well, and and that's, you know, we, we began this process actually while he was alive, and we were talking about doing something maybe for the Harvard Business Review around his career, but particularly related to the Rooney Rule and sort of the pathway. You know, there's there's certainly plenty of experts out there in, in diversity and inclusion, but to talk about how he tried to incorporate these things into his company, um, you know, from, from the from the earliest days that he was involved and, and from 1969 to 1976, the Steelers drafted more players from the HBCUs than any other team. And and you know, then you know, we we you you were young, but enjoying those days. You were in Pittsburgh for some of them. Yeah. You know, we went on to win four Super Bowls. So that's sort of the we we try to take the idea that he he tried to step into challenging situations and make a difference uh, throughout the book. We're speaking with Jim Rooney about his new book about his father's life and legacy, a different way to win. Dan Rooney's story from the Super Bowl to the Rooney Rule, and um. He didn't just have an outsized role in the world of professional football for such a long time, as, of course, your grandfather did as well. Um, but he was beloved. He was someone who was universally respected. Uh, it, it's hard to be in a business for so long and exercise so much power and so much influence without making enemies along the way. But but your dad didn't seem to have any. What, what was the foundation of his approach to dealing with people? Right, and Jeremy, you you deal with a legacy, and and he deal he dealt with a legacy as, as I do, and um, so I think there's this fundamental respect for those that came before you, and when they're family members, you know, I think you have to have to you know you pay special attention. I don't know that you pay more attention, but you pay special attention to that. So I think that was was a grounding you know piece to him. Uh, you know, I think the other was that. Um, you know, he had these qualities that that I think we all would like in a boss. You know, he he was very competent. He 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 was very smart. He he had great vision. Um, you know, he had all the things we want. He had raised very high standards, and the folks who worked with him around him knew that you know he was going to raise the bar on you. But then he took that that you know that that idea that we all also want, and and the 
you know, the concept of, of humanity and dignity, the dignity of each person. And they were, they were very palpable from certainly my experience, but, but I think more importantly, you know, I talked in, in this book, I talked to, you know, probably 25 different players. I talked to, you know, the, the last, the, the current commissioner and the, and the previous commissioner, uh, Commissioner Goodell, Commissioner Tagliabue, talked to, you know, sports executives and folks outside, and they all sort of described that to me, um, that, that, you know, they loved working with him because he was, he was good and he challenged you, but there was just this fundamental respect and decency, and he balanced it or, or blended it in a really good way. And of course, and you mentioned this, um, but the Steelers organization and your dad and your granddad are, are associated with a progressive attitude on race. And we all know that the world of professional football um, is often very, uh, very much resistant to change. And and it took a while after the league um, was segregated in the early 30s to be reintegrated in the 1940s. Um, the Steelers started an African-American quarterback before uh, just about anybody else, Joe Gilliam, in the 1970s. Well, where did your father, Dan Rooney, develop his attitudes about racial inclusion? Well, I, I certainly believe a lot of it came from his father. You know, my, my grandfather promoted the first um, heavyweight title fight between two African-Americans uh, in the in the history of our country. Uh, Joe Lewis, uh, it was right after Joe Lewis, it was um, Ezra Charles and Jersey Joe Wolcott, and that was, I think, in 1953 uh, here in Pittsburgh. So, so there was a history of that. And then my father, as I said, I think my grandfather was a great promoter. My father was a, was a better operator. And he really started to think about, you know, yeah. how, do, how do we do this in a significant way from a, an operations standpoint? So we hired Bill Nunn, who was one of the first African-American scouts. Chuck Knoll, as you said, it was the first time in NFL history that uh, prior to the season beginning, a, a, an African-American was, was named the starter. And that really sent and, and I talked to Donnie Shell, I talked to John mm-hmm. Stallworth, I talked to Mel Blunt, guys that went to the, the HBCUs and they said, you know, uh Mel never had a black coach or black teammate before he got to this or a white coach or a white teammate before he got to the Steelers. And he said, you know, I was certainly looking to see how I wasn't going to be treated fairly. And when Chuck made that decision, it really said to me, you know, these people practice what they preach. So so I, I hope um you know, it, it, it's somewhat obvious that it's it's the right thing to do, but it's uh, I'm certainly proud, I guess, is the right way to say it, that that he did it. He didn't just speak to it, but he, he really tried to integrate it into the things he was involved with. We're speaking with Jim Rooney about his new book, A Different Way to Win, Dan Rooney's story from the Super Bowl to the Rooney Rule. You know, and over the years since the implementation of the Rooney Rule, um, there have been those who say, you know, th- this is something that is helping. It's giving more black coaches an opportunity to get uh, uh, head coaching jobs and coordinator jobs, get their names in the mix. Uh, others think that too many teams approach it merely as a requirement and don't uh, necessarily take it seriously. Your dad died in 2017. And um, how did he feel about the Rooney rule? Right. Right. So, uh, look, he was he was certainly, you know, happy with the fact. I don't know if that's the, the best word, but but that there had been improvement, um, you know, and, and you could look at the numbers. And, you know, we went from basically, 
you know, seven hires from 1920 to 2003, and and including general managers now. Um, you know, you're you're. I, I don't have that number right in front of me. I should. Um, I you know, but I know you're above 20. Uh, Ten of those folks have taken their teams to the Super Bowl. So so you know, the numbers are are good. But he also was was very much a realist. And, and Tony Dungy shared some of these stories with me about how my father. Oftentimes, in the conversations with with you know John Wooten, who ran the Fritz Pollard Alliance, Tony, some of the other folks who were really the leading advocates, my father sometimes would be the loudest voice saying, "You know, we're not we're not doing enough, and and things aren't happening fast enough." So you know, he always had the expectation, and and I think it was it was throughout his business life, but but on on the Rooney Rule and, and this issue in particular. You know, we need to be doing a better job, and and you know he'd be you know he'd be happy that some things have improved, but he would be pushing Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell now to to keep doing it and making sure that it's you know that that we're we're doing a better job. If there's you know better practices out there, we're thinking about how are we going to include those. Um, you know, the the diversity committee last year enhanced the accountability factor, so now all interviews have to be. Um, you know, reported to the league. So, so you know, we're, we're creating some transparency. Those are good things. There's probably some other best practices, and my father would have been on top of, you know, making sure we understood those and, and, and you know, how do we include those. Over the last 10, 20 years, even beyond that, so many of the families that, that own teams in the major North American sports um, sold – um, took the money, you know, which is their prerogative, their right, um, cashed in. Uh, the Roonies are still there. They're still in Pittsburgh. Um, they're still so closely associated, of course, with this franchise and, and the city. Um, a family that's intertwined as well with the Maras, another one of the few families that's still, still right there with the Giants. Well, how would you describe the relationship, um, between the city of Pittsburgh, even the region, Western Pennsylvania, and your family? Well, I mean, they have certainly the folks in, in this region, as well as Steeler fans. You know, Steeler fans are everywhere, and um, it's, it, it amazes me, uh, you know, where where I am in the world, and, and folks come up to me if they, you know, sort of find out even just the Pittsburgh connection, but, it, but you know, in particular the Rooney connection. And they're always so kind and generous. You know, I think I like to think, you know, this was something my grandfather wanted to do. And my father and Joe Gordon, who who your dad knew well, was was our uh, PR agent throughout the 70s and 80s. You know, they built this brand around being authentic and, and trying to represent this community in a in a way that was similar, you know, hard work. Um, you know, respect, uh, decency, you know, you could be tough, but you 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 know, tried to, to put your hand down and pick the guy up after you hit him as hard as you could. And, and that same sort of mentality throughout. And, um, you know, so I, I think people have appreciated that. And it's, it's been interesting to, to see folks who I think see that as, as important now, you know, all across the country and in different parts of the world are Steeler fans. And, and, you know, certainly are, some of them are transplants, but I've, I've really found that, that, you know, sort of the, the way that that my father and grandfather tried to do things resonates um, with with a lot of people, and and they become fans on on, on one level or another. Well, certainly, uh, it is a, 
uh, a mutual um, appreciation between the Roonies and Steelers fans, a unique relationship, especially in this day and age in professional sports. Jim Rooney's new book is A Different Way to Win, Dan Rooney's story from the Super Bowl to the Rooney rule, and it is a terrific testament to his father's legacy. Jim, thanks so much for joining us here in The Sporting Life. Jeremy, it's really a pleasure, and you do great work. I I really enjoy it, and I appreciate all that you do, so thanks. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.